No way, man. I have no interest in anything having to do with the Chargers. I'm telling you right now, I got nothing to do with the Chargers, man. In fact, in my wallet, Clinton Yates, in my yes. wallet, I don't know if you know this or not, you're, yeah. you're, you're the guy who runs the Handsome Man community? Yes. I don't know if I've ever told you this or not, but I am the president of the card-carrying members of the Charger Hater Club. Did you know that? I did know that. I did not realize you guys had cards in 2021, but I did know that you were a non-fan of the operation yeah. that used to be in San Diego that is now in Los Angeles. Right. The, uh, the card reads, the bearer of this card is an official card-carrying Charger Hater. I, the undersigned, pledge my hatred for the Chargers. I state that at one point in my life, I was in San Diego and I was a Charger fan. But as the disloyal and spineless coward that Dean Spanos has ruined the legacy of the San Diego Chargers from the history of the NFL, I can no longer root for this team. And uh, now that they are the Los Angeles Chargers, good riddance. And then I gave these cards out, Clinton, and people would have to sign them and date them and then put them in their wallets. So, yes, I, am not, I have no interest in the fifth tight end of the Chargers. I'm a little bit more curious about the fifth tight end of the Rams, but not so much about the Chargers. How are you today, Clinton Yates? I am great. It is a beautiful day in Los Angeles, California. The woman I love is back on a plane and gone. We'll get to our weekend later, but I need to hear more about what went down at SoFi because there were quite a few storylines that came out of that function, Chargers versus Rams, first game with everybody back, Scott, at the lovely new SoFi Stadium, but the headlines weren't that great. No, the, the headlines had very little to do with the game itself. As a matter of fact, I watched a portion of the game on the CBS side of things, which was, you know, the AFC and this was the Chargers side. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I, must, I had to think to myself that the reason LaDainian Tomlinson was doing the pregame introduction while wearing sunglasses inside is because of the, the roof on SoFi makes it look like you're still outside. And, uh, and then I watched, I turned over to the, the Fox side of things, which was the Andrew Siciliano, uh, Mina Kimes, Akib Talib telecast. Shout where, to Mina Kimes, friend of the program. We love Mina. Yep. And, and shout out to my man, Andrew Siciliano, who in the middle of the broadcast, I had to text him and go, what are you saying about special teams? Well, I'll get into that as the afternoon goes on. But, <laughs> but Clinton, yeah, I think that, um, interestingly, I heard this from Jesse Lopez, Jesse the body producing today and Laura Romo here, but apparently... The story of the game had obviously had very little to do with the game. Everybody was talking about this viral fight video, but I guess the guy who was wearing the 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 Aaron Donald jersey, who was in the middle of all of it, and who's the, the guy who eventually took the worst of it, I guess he called into Mason in Ireland today. I didn't get a chance to hear that. That sounds very interesting to me. That's pretty wild too, because I just want to point out the highlight of that particular film uh, piece of piece of footage, which I don't really want to get into chalk talking how people fight, but I will say this. My man tried to go with the full Three Stooges slapping yes. four people at once, yes. and it was more borderline effective for a little bit until he got knocked over. So there was a lot going on in that video that we can get into. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, I got to say something. I This always freaks me out. I remember being a little kid, Clinton, mm -hmm. and, and I never got to go to football games. My family, we didn't have season tickets. We weren't buying tickets to games. It was just right. not in the family budget, you know? Yep. But I can remember going when I was a kid, and this is in South Florida, I went to see the uh, Dolphins take on the Jets at the old Orange Bowl. Mm -hmm. And the, the guy who I went with, my friend's dad, had uh, binoculars. 
and I was using the binoculars, and this is probably the early 80s, and I, I think Dan Marino had just taken over as quarterback of the Dolphins. And so I had the binoculars on the field, but there was a break in the action, and you could hear the roar from another part of the stadium. And I took the binoculars, and I looked over, and I'm telling you, I'm like 12, 13 years old. I look over, and there is an all-out war going on oh. in the stands, to the point where like 65,000 people are all zoned in on one little part of the stadium. But those were you know, Jets fans, New Yorker types, versus Dolphin fans who were former New Yorker types, and you put these people together with a bunch of booze on a hot Sunday afternoon, it's bound to be explosive. I thought SoFi Stadium was this new level of sophistication, frankly, where people would be going there and, you know, I didn't think hands were going to be thrown. But man, oh man, you put some booze in people and then you put people back together again? What's wrong with everybody? Why can't anybody just behave and get along? It's a bad combo, and it's also kind of embarrassing, I think, for not just both franchises, but the stadium as well on some level. You know, this is, like you said, supposed to be the, the, the shiny new toy that everybody's ready to go see. The people are back. Folks are excited. Both teams are going to have to figure out a way to coexist here. And you got five guys in Rams jerseys duking it out? What's that about? You know, it, it, it's just one of those things where, look, you talked about your experience as a child, Scott. I went to Washington football team games as a kid. My dad had season tickets from the time that I was probably around. Like, the first season I ever went to NFL football games. I was 10 years old. It was the season that the football team last won the Super Bowl. They beat the Bills. And they smoked everybody that season. It was the year that Tony Kornheiser dubbed the phrase the bandwagon as a columnist for the Washington Post. And I remember that when we would go to games, as a child, like, the crowd element was the excitement, you know, very much understandably. People were loud, people were boisterous. But since that experience as a child, and I sort of grew up and I became sort of more aware of my surroundings, I realized that NFL games, from a fan standpoint, just exude a level of violence that I'm just not here for. You know, if I'm not covering an NFL game, the likelihood that I show up with my family, so to speak, not that I have children or anything, but, you know, I have younger siblings and, you know, whomever – it's just not happening, you know? There are too many boorish thugs, for lack of a better term, who use NFL games as an opportunity to get wasted and antagonize people, whether they're fans of their team or not, as evidenced by what we saw at SoFi. And look, I'm 40 years old, all right? I'm from the East Coast. I've seen a lot of things. I've been in a rack of scraps. But I'm not trying to deal with that when I go to an NFL game as a fan. It is not a gladiator experience as a spectator. That is not what we're looking for. Yeah. And so when I see this in game one of the preseason, and I don't see any kind of intervention from the authorities, never mind the, play, the paying patrons around who you know are, don't want to incite violence, I, I don't know, man. It was not a good look for me coming out of week one at all. Yeah, and I can tell you, Clinton, so uh, many years ago, my son is 21 years old now, mm -hmm. and uh, I'll bet you he was maybe like 9, 10 years old. And we were down in San Diego. The Chargers were playing the Raiders. And I, I remember thinking to myself, why did I bring my son to this game? So we parked in the parking lot, and we were walking around the inner circle of the, the then Qualcomm Stadium, and there is like a monster brawl going on. And my kid, this is before the game, dude. My, yeah. ki my kid is like, Dad, what's going on? I hold his hand, and we're like, we start picking up the pace. We go from like a stroll to pick it up. Right, to you like go that. from a trot to a gallop at that right, point. Right, right, right. And I'm like, and I'm pulling him by the hand. I'm like, come on, man, keep running, keep <laughs> moving. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, just a bunch of drunken idiots making fools of themselves that right. are never going to go into the game. They've ruined their Sunday afternoon. 
I don't know who this lady is. I know her name's been put out there. I'm not into all that, but right. But here's the thing, lady. Can I ask you a question? So, so how much is a soda? How much is a Coke at at SoFi Stadium? I don't know. Fifteen bucks. 12 I mean I'm not joking around here. No, I get it. Like who takes a $12 or $15 soda and throws it on somebody from two rows away? And the worst part for her is is that whoever's filming it is behind her. She turns around and gives you the full frontal, meaning here's my face, here's who I am, here's what I was wearing. Very easy to identify the person who was the instigator in all of this. I'll no shame in her game, you know, and that's that's kind of the biggest problem with this, Scott, is that, like, I'm not saying that any sort of violence in which you're sort of getting away with it is, is, is condoned. I'm just saying that, like, it speaks to the attitudes that people have about physically um, attacking people in public spaces. People don't care, you know, and that level of interaction to me is something that not just SoFi needs to address. It's an NFL thing. You know, you can ask any fan. And mind you, the L.A. market typically considered one of the tamer markets now that Raider fan is no longer really a part of the equation. And that's not a knock on Raider fan. I just know that they operate at a different level. And they kind of take pride in that. That's part of who they are in some ways. But, like, I don't know, man. I can't have this. This does not reflect well on anyone. And I I, you know what? I will pride that guy for calling into Mason in Ireland and telling people the deal. Because basically he was like, look, nobody came to my aid. You know, I was trying to keep it cool. Of course he was hot, but he wasn't going to start messing with people. And the next thing you know, something hits him. I just don't like to see that. You know, I'm not one of those fans. You know, sons in four guy, all that. I don't need all that. You know what I mean? Let the players play and let them compete. Y'all are paying to show up. Boo, be mean, heckle. Keep it clean. But fighting other people in the crowd is just full-blown Philistine behavior, and I'm never going to like it. It's not really funny to me at all. I know. And the thing is, is that nowadays there's nobody who's going to try and intervene and go, yo, guys, come on, come on, guys, let's break it up here. I got my kid over here. or I got my wife over here. Nobody's trying to break it up. Everybody's like, oh, oh, good. This is about to get explosive. Need my phone. Turn on video. And if you watch it, there are so many different angles because everybody's just shooting video because everybody wants to go viral. And no one cares. No one cares because the guy wearing the Aaron Donald thing, once he gets hit by the soda, you're exactly right. It's exactly what I thought was three stooges where he's going to whack everybody in the face backhand style. And then, and then before you know it, the guy who – because he was, at least the way I saw it, he was the guy that was kind of in the middle of it all. He was – you know. Hands were starting to get thrown a little bit. Guys were yeah. swinging. And then the next thing you know, once he got hit in the soda, the soda in the back, he came backhanding, and then he took the worst of it. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't get to hear it on Mason Ireland. Jesse, did you – Jesse, the body's here producing today. Body, did you get to hear that interview? I did. I heard uh, most of it, actually. What happened? He just called in because he got he was being called well, out. I, or? I didn't hear the the full setup to the hit being called. I kind of uh, you know started listening to it literally right as it happened, mm-hmm. where it was like a third through a third uh, person who set up a call and he just wanted to be known as the the ninety nine Aaron Donald guy, and he basically just said his side of the story, which was you know they were talking smack that it escalated, it kept escalating. Uh, it came to a point where he was about to walk away, and then he got the soda thrown at him, and that was the tipping point for him, and that's when it just all went downhill. Yeah, he's but, the real he's the real victim here. He, I mean, give me a break, dude. He was well, as much to blame hold as everybody on. I mean, else. Scott, I don't I don't know if it's that. I think it's just he's just trying to say that like you know things can get loose. 
But that doesn't give you a right to start throwing things at people. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I just – I'm upset about it, too, because, you know, Kaplan, the time before last we saw each other, we were at Rams camp. Nice environment. Fellowship. You know, teams coming back. We're loving things at Irvine. We're loving things in the new stadium. For this to be the, the coda of how the season gets kicked off is just ugly. You know, and I'm not going crazy about it. It's just it's, – it's, it's not attractive. You know what yeah. I mean? This is not what we're looking for, Rams fans. This is not what we're looking for, Chargers fans. This is not what we're looking for, sports fans. You know, cut it out. We're trying to play a game here. You know, it's just it's it's annoying. What I can't figure out is this. This is just my last thought on it. Is you know, you you say Suns and four guy, Suns and four guys wearing a Suns jersey at in Denver, and he's he's getting into it with with uh, Denver fans. These all look like Rams fans. Yeah. Shouldn't shouldn't we all like be getting along? Like shouldn't we all be cheering in the same direction? What is with this Rams on Rams fan violence? You know, I have no idea. You'd have to ask your boy Mason about that. He's 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 the coordinator of the Ramley uh, at this station, so I can't well, imagine he's very happy about it either. I know. All my kids are always like, "Dad, come on, we need to go to an NFL game. You work all these NFL games, we never get to go." And I'm like, I don't know that I really want to sit in the stands, man. Right? You know, it's a madhouse. Seriously, it Seriously. is a madhouse. I hear you. Anyway, yeah, isn't it interesting, though, Clinton, that, that instead of anybody trying to break down what happened, who performed, you know, which quarterback leapfrogged who and, you know, skirted down the sidelines, nobody's talking about any plays in the game. Nobody cares about the final score of the game. None of that was important. The only thing that people were talking about leaving that game was, did you happen to see the viral video of the brawl in the stands? And uh, I'll bet you that Kevin Demoff and the Rams are probably listening this afternoon going, guys, Come on, really? Do we have to keep going with this thing? I mean, but that's what people were talking about. That's what people have seen. That's what people know from the game. And it's, it's really unfortunate because um, obviously they got to stock that place with security. You know, this week the Rams are playing uh, the Raiders. And, and Jesse, is that game in L.A.? Yes, that it game? is. Okay, so. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So this is only going to get better, I said, from my understanding. <laughs> Come on. Goodness gracious. Laura Romo was there, unique at U-N-E-E-Q. I still haven't been there in the underscore at the end. I still haven't been in SoFi. Was this your first time in? It was, and it was gorgeous. I mean, I walked in. I was like, oh, my God. I just want to be a Rams fan just because of the stadium. It was oh. beautiful. I'm still, you know, I'm still testing waters, but haven't married the team yet. But it's a beautiful stadium. It. I mean, I walked the entire thing. I just, I was like, you know what? The game's going on. I just kind of want to see it, so I went all around, and I didn't see the fight. I didn't, you know, partake in any of that either, but because um, people were asking. <laughs> really? What were they asking? Yo, were you part Twitter, of that fight? Yeah, people were asking on Twitter, like, oh, did you see it? Were you part of it? I was like, no and no. Definitely no on partaking on the fight situation, but... Yeah, it's a beautiful stadium, and like I, I didn't see a bad seat in the house. I just how it's built. I feel like no matter where you sit, you're gonna have a great view, and I think that's key, right? Because a lot of times, you know, NFL games ain't cheap, so sometimes right. you gotta sit in the top, and sometimes you don't see that well. Well, well that's but. the other part of it is, mm -hmm. is you bought these tickets. Like you you paid right. money. You drove somewhere. You paid money to park. You you bought tickets. You bought a jersey. You you bought a, a fifteen dollars soda, and you're throwing it at somebody. I'm telling you, mm -hmm. Clinton. I see that stuff. I'm going in the other direction. I'm not taking out yep. my cell phone to shoot video. I'm gone. I'm a peace loving brother. I am not into the violence, man. Yeah, man. And if I'm paying eighty bones for parking, yeah. there's zero chance that I'm going to be out there trying to mix it up mm. with some guy who's rooting for the same team as I. That doesn't <laughs> yep. make any sense at all. 
Yo, <laughs> when I saw the $80 parking that was like three blocks away, I was like, oh, hell. <laughs> Might as well take an Uber, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right, everybody stick around. And by the way, if you want to jump in, just go for it. It's Monday afternoon. It's first thoughts right onto the airwaves. And if you want to get in, go. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. I know everybody's got an opinion about these sorts of things. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Yeah, it's Sedano and Cap here on a Monday afternoon on 710 ESPN. Clinton Yates is in for Sedano. What's so, up? So, Clinton, I was supposed to be off for the first three days of this week. Uh-huh. And um, then I told you last week, last Monday, I got a positive COVID breakthrough test. Mega um, bummer. Total bummer, which, by the way, I'm feeling better. Thank you. But okay. um, but the thing is, is that the, the one lasting effect, and I only mention this because I want people to know, like, this is real, real stuff here. Um, but the lasting effect that I have is I'm like very fatigued, you know, and, mm. and you ready for this? I've got this terrible taste in my mouth. I can't place the taste. I've never had it like this, it, but it's like a metallic -y, weird taste that's in my mouth. I have my taste. I have my smell, but I have this very weird, annoying taste that's in my mouth. So I bailed on the, the trip that I was planning on going on. So that I could hang out with you, at least from a distance, so they don't give you. No, anything. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. man, that's a bummer, man. I mean, I think that, like, and not to get sort of too far down this road, but I remember of all of the things, sort of, obviously, like you know, hospitalization and death aside, that I was kind of most worried about is like the permanent potential altering of my taste buds. Like, yeah. uh, that is not cool, man. You know, that was that that is a kind of a sense that you don't really think about that much, but if that changes or goes away or is altered, that's that's weird. That's got to be tough to deal with, man. I'm well, sorry to hear that. Well, I, I, can, I can taste everything fine, including you've got me hooked now on a Jersey Mike's chicken cheesesteak. Oh, those are great. Those Dude. are great. I'm a huge chicken cheesesteak guy. Yeah, so you got me hooked on them, and I had one today. <laughs> nice. But, nice. But once What'd I get think? done with it, once I get done with it, it's like I want to taste it, but I can't because all I taste is this, I don't know, right. whatever this COVID taste that's in my mouth. Oh, no thanks. I know. Horrible. Horrible. Um, if you want to jump in, we're just kicked off. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We started today with the viral video of the brawl inside SoFi Stadium. And I say it that way because um, I don't know about the rest of you guys, man. If that stuff happens around me, I'm gone, dude. I am yeah. out. I am not sitting around to videotape a bunch of guys fighting with each other. I am gone. I'm out of the way. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get in any trouble. I mean, listen, I may sound like a big wimp and, uh, and a big baby, but I'm telling you, I don't want no part of that stuff, Clinton Yates. No, it's not great. And, like, you know, look, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that would try to break something up. I mean, and also, like, I don't know, man. You just you just never know these days who's going to do what. And so, like, when we're coming back as a society and kind of trying to reintegrate ourselves into, for lack of a better term, a civilized world, like, this kind of stuff is just lame. You know, like, who – who you go to a game. You know, you, okay, you know the typical thing. You go to a game. You're fired up. You're with your buddies. You say, oh, all right, we're going to go watch this game. It's a preseason game. We're going to get the lay of the land. You come home. You tell your friends, oh, well, how'd it go? 
oh, right, I saw you on the internet fighting like an idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just not a cool look to tell your friends. I mean, it's, it's not – and especially, like, because now that we know how all of this went down, it's not that we know that – I mean, what was this even about? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just – it just doesn't seem like these kinds of things should ever be rising to the level that people need to be brawling in the crowd. But, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do, and it's unfortunate. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if it's because everybody's got their phone and everybody posts on social media, and maybe this stuff has been going on forever. We just didn't have quite as much exposure to it back in the day. But yeah. even like I, I have a, a, a cousin who's a flight attendant, and she's doing this, um, this red-eye flight from Fort Lauderdale to L.A. and then L.A. back to Fort Lauderdale. And I said, well, why are you doing these red-eye flights? You know, they would seem to be so inconvenient for somebody who's got as much um, clout as you have as a flight attendant. You get to pick and choose your own flights. She said, because 95% of the people sleep on these red-eye flights and we don't have to deal with them. And she's saying that literally every single flight, Clinton, every flight, there is a person getting kicked off the plane for refusing to put their mask on. So you've, you've gone to the airport, you know you have to wear a mask in the airport, you get on the plane, you know you have to wear a mask on the plane, and then the flight attendant comes up and goes, excuse me, hi, could you please put your mask on? And the person's like, hell no, get out of my way, I'm not putting my mask on, get out of my face. And the next thing you know, they're getting kicked off a flight. Like, who does this? Lawlessness. Lawlessness and ridiculousness. Not here for it. Yep, I'm out. TJ in Los Angeles on Sedano and Kaplan. What's going on today, TJ? Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm a driver for Amazon, actually, and I'm on lunch. i got four minutes left, so I decided to give you guys a call. Nice. Yeah, I completely agree with you guys 100%. I think it's stupidity of what people are doing, especially with the ticket prices nowadays, especially with the Lakers having all these superstars and with the Rams now trying to get up there as far as names. Uh, if you're paying that high ticket price for parking, you know, for beer or for food or for tickets or for seats, why do you want to go there to, you know, to, to start something? I just enjoy the game. And to be honest with you, I, you know, I've never been to a Rams game myself. I've always wanted to go. But when I hear this stuff, I feel like, do I even want to go? Or would I be better off at home at my flat screen and just grabbing a beer, you know, just smoking and just chilling? Rather than going there worried about, hey, I'm going to wear this number, I'm going to wear this jersey, and I'm going to say something as far as, you know, celebration goes, and the guy behind me is going to knock me out just because I said, go Aaron Donald. Like, you know what I mean? Just an example. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad, guys. You know, and that makes me think twice or, you know, whether if I want to go to a game or not, or if I go to a game, which teams I want to pick, like the Raiders and the Rams, for example, I don't know if that's going to be a good choice because of, you know, of the rivalry and the fans and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, no, I totally get it. And that's, I think, thanks for the phone call, by the way. I appreciate you checking in Thank on your you. break. But I, I think that, like, that's, that, I mean, if I'm, if I'm in the Rams organization, I'm actually taking a serious look at this. How are you marketing this team? Are you marketing SoFi as a family-friendly experience? I know that the Chargers had a 1,000 people show up at some rally, you know what I mean, in order to get people pumped up about it. I didn't see any fights there. You know what I mean? This this is the kind of situation that from a marketing standpoint, never mind a safety standpoint, you have to take seriously. And I don't want to seem like I'm pearl clutching here because it's not about like how that went down. It's just about how that looks. And if I'm thinking, just like you said, Scott, let's say I want to take, <clears throat> you know, some children or some older people to an NFL game to experience the new building and the freshness and the modernity of it. Bro, if you goons are out here throwing hands like idiots in the middle of the third quarter, I'm not going. 
You know, I'm not bringing anybody I care about to come to that kind of environment. It's 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 not a good look, and it's something that the Rams want might want to look into just in terms of what they think the expectation is going to be for people entering that stadium. Because right now, I mean, people are going to want to go. It's not like they're going to get that many people turned away. But if folks show up thinking, well, I can fight anybody and nobody's going to show up because security is nine miles away, you don't want that element in the air. You just don't. Yeah, you know, if you've ever been to a game, um, they have – things that will come up on the jumbotron be like hey um if there's offensive behavior or inappropriate language you can text us at this number um that would be me like i'd be that guy because i don't want to get involved i'm seriously like i'm staying out of it I- i'll give you an example clinton i'm one of these kinds of guys that if i took my kids especially my daughters to a baseball game and mm. there are people you know a couple rows away from me and they're cursing and they're yelling like I'm not the kind of guy that goes, hey, 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 excuse me. Excuse me. Hey, man, you mind? Like, yo, could you stop with the language? Because I got my kids. I'm not like that. I am right. I am like, I'm the opposite of that. I'm the mind my own business guy. I'm the, I'm the, my kids hear a lot worse in my house than they're hearing from you at a baseball game. <laughs> I just want to mind my own business, okay? But the idea of people fighting in the stands like yo let's go we're out of here we are gone i am not getting in the middle of this mess no freaking way dude yeah man raider nation coming in next week too known hooligans is how i'll put that you know what i mean tread lightly y'all could be a little a little dicey you know listen clint i've done a lot of of broadcasts from the old oakland coliseum where everybody's dressed in black. And if you were dressed in another team's colors, you would stand out like a sore thumb. And I always was like, gosh, you people are taking your lives into your hands, and I'm not joking around here. No, and, no. And I, and, but you see, that was an old, disgusting, gnarly stadium. This, to me, this is brand new. Not to mention, it's expensive to park. It's expensive to get tickets. Sodas are expensive. Beers, merch. I can't imagine that anybody would go spend that kind of money and find themselves in the middle of a brawl like that. Like, just... Back away, dude. Stop. Do better, y'all. Do better. Seriously. Watch football, not to throw hands. All right, if you want to jump in, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We're just underway on a Monday afternoon. Coming up next, overrated or underrated? Let's find out what Jesse the Body has planned for us. That is coming up. This is Sedano and Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Well, I don't know if we've got any producer Lindsay today. We've got producer Jesse the Body Lopez filling in today. Producer Lindsay has gone home to Mason in Ireland. And you got Sedano and Kaplan with Clinton Yates filling in for Sedano this afternoon. So, Jesse wow. the Body, are you are you ready for overrated, underrated? I don't know. I, I took offense to that. I know Chris has one with my name on it, so I don't know what, what this Some, is about. Something went wrong there, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, Chris. I know it's Monday, but. You know what? Don't be blaming Chris. I wanted to play Lindsay's name on there. My bad. Aww. Oh, I see. Girl power. All right. Okay. All right. All right. No, I got nothing there. All right, guys. So let's go on to uh, overrated, underrated. So I got a real easy one to start it off with today. And Jesse, before you do, Uh I just want to say to everybody, everybody who's on hold right now, everybody who wants to get on the air, we're coming to your phone calls. 
Give us a minute or two here for some overrated, underrated, and then we're coming right to your calls. Go ahead, Jesse. All right. So today is National Rum Day. So, guys, rum. is rum overrated or underrated? I'll go first here. I think rum is is correctly rated, but, I mean, it's 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 – What's overrated about rum is that, like, all rums are the same. Rum is one of those liquors where the difference between a good rum and a bad rum can be the difference between a great night and an awful night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's where that's where I think people make mistakes. You know what I mean? People think, oh, Bacardi, ready to party. It's like, ah, there's better rums. Check it out. You know what I'm saying? Be careful, kids. You know? So there's that. I'm going to go overrated because I don't ever drink rum, so I'm like the wrong guy to ask. I'm a vodka, tequila, beer drinker. I never drink rum. I don't drink rum and Coke. I generally stay away from anything that's like overly sugary when it comes to alcohol. Right. That's a smart choice. I'm a white rum guy myself, so that's how I do it. White rum? Yeah. So good. So good. I don't know it. Well, it's just basically non-brown liquor that's still rum. You know. Ah. Right. And the correct answer is underrated. White rum, very underrated. That, that's true. <laughs> All right, keep it going, Jess. All right, next up. Uh, so five NFL rookies made their debut last weekend, but we'll get to that later. I want to talk about the return of Tim Tebow. We spoke about the viral fights over at SoFi. Well, Tim Tebow got his own 15 seconds of fame where he himself was a victim of a viral sensation, only of his... Uh, tremendous blocking techniques as a form (laughs) you would expect from a newly formed tight end uh former quarterback but you know so guys i ask you not on the fact of the viral video whether or not it's overrated or underrated but tim tebow as a topic itself is are we at the point where tim tebow is overrated or underrated cap well here's the thing you got to understand from where i come from i love a good comeback story Okay, And I realize that Tim Tebow is considered to be very annoying by most people. Um, And I know a lot of people also think that he's being given an opportunity that no one else would have been given. And I agree with that. The only reason that he's being given the opportunity is there's a couple of reasons. One, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars know this is a guy who won a national championship right down the road in Gainesville, Florida. He's from Jacksonville, Florida. They're a bad football team. They've been really bad. They immediately started selling Tebow jerseys, so they're using him as a marketing tool just the same way he's using them to try and revive his football career. So I love a good comeback story. So I'm the wrong guy to be hating on Tebow. Not that I'm like the world's biggest Tebow fan. I just like a good story. I did see these blocking plays. One of them, he put his head down and just got tossed to the side, and the the defensive lineman made the tackle. The other one, he did the same thing. He kind of put his head down and accidentally ran into the guy, which turned into a somewhat decent block. Um, A friend of mine is the offensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns, and I called him and I said, hey, I didn't get to see much of the game, but did you see any of Tebow? And he said, dude, before the game, Tebow is the guy that Urban Meyer has out there firing up and hyping up the team. I'm like, They don't have any leadership on this team that they needed to use a guy who's probably not even going to make the team. So I I like good comeback stories. I'm rooting for it because it's good content. I say it's underrated. It's not good content. I mean, you know what I mean? That's that's the whole point here. Tim Tebow is not a relevant athlete in 2021 at all. And I actually think, quite frankly, not only is this overrated in terms of Tebow, I I think this is kind of a very weird move by Urban Meyer. It's like – Yo, bro, you've never coached in the NFL before. Just because you've done a bunch of other stuff at a bunch of other schools doesn't mean you just kind of default get respect. And for a guy like that to walk into this job 
and sort of be kind of making a bit of a mockery of the situation with a former player is really strange to me. I don't think that that plays as well in the locker room as people think. You know what I mean? I get it that it's preseason. I get it it's week one. There's no way he makes the 53-man. But there's plenty other guys that probably are more interesting than he is and obviously better football players. It's a strange move to me from just an organizational standpoint as to the message you're sending to the guys that are really fighting for position. Yeah, and I am not an Urban Meyer fan at all. There's something about him. I don't know what it is. He's so He comes off as so smug and yeah. arrogant. You got Trevor Lawrence. You got one of the best talents that we've seen come out of the NFL draft, and people are talking about Tim Tebow blocking schemes coming out of the first game. That's a misfire mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned in terms of what you're trying to get people to think about how you're running on your team yeah this is why i love it because everybody's got an opinion about it all right keep going jess all right so this next one i'm gonna play some music for you guys for this one to get in the right mood okay Oy vey. so Boy, you just said that oh well just listen to the song do you guys know you guys know who this is right of course i know who it is immediately all right this is kaplan's wheelhouse this yeah, is not mine. yeah 100 right so gene simmons announced earlier this is kiss by the way if you okay. didn't know gene simmons who is the basis of kiss announced earlier today that uh kiss's farewell tour would include a 12-day uh las vegas residency at the zappos theater in planet hollywood mm-hmm. the residence begins with the three-day new year's run from december 29th to january 1st and then the remaining nine dates from january 19th to february 5th so guys i ask you is kiss having a vegas reg- residency overrated or underrated <laughs> specifically Gosh, is, a vegas you, residency this is you well I, you know i'll go first here i think this is i don't want to this is underrated because i think that a lot of people don't realize how entirely popular that band continues to be. They pop up left and right every couple years or so, doing some form of a reunion thing or some kind of throwback tour, and people show up. Like, I'm not old enough, and frankly, I'm not white enough to have been around (laughs) when Kiss had such a chokehold on America, but it never ceases to amaze me how every single time these dudes in the makeup find their way to the stage, the crowd is full, Scott. It's amazing. Clinton, you, as you just said that, it occurred to me that I'm old enough and white enough to, to I know. mean, you'll go, right. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, as a kid growing up, my very first album was a Kiss album. And, and I just recently, I'm telling you within the last two weeks, I don't remember who it is, Bravo or one of these channels, was running like a three-night Kiss documentary. And somehow I got caught up in it. And I watched it all. And I'm just, to me, Gene Simmons is such an interesting character. I was literally a week ago watching him on CNBC with that force field haircut of his and his sunglasses on, on a Zoom call with all the analysts on CNBC talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. What? I know, he's there everywhere, Of course Gene Simmons is a crypto guy. He's he's (laughs) everywhere. He's in everything. Do you realize that at one time in Anaheim, they played a, there was a, a, an arena football team called the L.A. Kiss. I think yeah, I remember that. Anaheim. I remember that. Yeah. Um, their characters, I saw them when they were in makeup. I saw them when they took the makeup off. I've seen them when they've come back. I've seen the different iterations of the band. And I don't really know why. I mean, it's not like I love every song. It's just they were, there was something about the way they put on a stage show that made yeah. me as a young kid want to go to these shows. And I think that the fact that they're going to have this residency in Vegas, it's the perfect place for Kiss to do some sort of a farewell. Vegas, Kiss, I'm in on it. Um, I don't know that I'll really make it up there and go to a show. I doubt I really will. You won't mix in a Raiders game and a Kiss concert in the same weekend? Come on. You know what? Well, Cap, they're going to be in your neighborhood. On September 25th, they'll be in Chula Vista. 
You can go to the Raiders game dressed as Gene Simmons. You'll be right in line. Oh, if you do that, you, you have to live stream the entire time. The entire time. I want to be like on Periscope watching you rock out the kiss. And do the moves. Yes. Uh, I'm yes. just still fixated on the fact that I'm old enough and white enough. I mean, that's it's just. True. That's, you know, it is true. It's the reality. It is true. It is a reality. All right, stick around. Let us come right back to your phone calls. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. And no, I don't know, man. I mean, going to a Raiders game, I am very curious to see what that stadium's all about. Just like I can't believe I haven't been in SoFi yet, but, but I'm not going if everybody doesn't start behaving themselves. We're coming right back to your calls. Stick around, everybody. Clinton Yates is in for Sedano. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Monday afternoon here on Sedano and Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Clinton Yates, you know him from television. You know him from the handsome man community. <laughs> you also know me for writing once in the LA Times that that song that's playing right now, Song of the Year for 2020 and Shouts to the Weekend, that song, Blinding Lights, spent a record-breaking 88th week on the Billboard Hot 100. So for all of y'all who are hating on him during the Super Bowl, talking about he doesn't have hits and you don't know why he was doing it, Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Laura's in my ear going, horrible. It's horrible. No, no. He's mm-hmm. amazing, but the show for halftime was not mm-hmm. great. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's so funny how awesome. we still how many people have opinions about Super Bowl halftime shows and will hang on to those opinions. You know, they're not yeah. like, ah, it was a Super Bowl. It was a year ago. Let's forget about it. Forgotten. People are like, nope. Loved it. Hated it. So. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phones. Clinton, what do you think, man? You yeah, want to talk let's about do it. Uh, let's, let's see what everybody's got to say here. Uh, Lamar in Newport Beach, you are on 710 ESPN. Lamar, talk to us, man. How you doing today? Good, yourself? Doing great, man. Thank you. What you got? You, you, you know what? I, I was listening to you guys' conversation, and a few weeks ago I took my son, six years old. He, he's slightly special needs, a little bit of ADHD. Anyways, they were playing the Colorado Rockies, so I figured it was relatively safe. And I had been to Dodger Stadium before. It had been some years prior, and he had never been there. We get there. First of all, I know they've tried to fix it up and do whatever they can, lipstick on a pig. And and I'm a Dodger fan, diehard Dodger fan. I love them. But it, it was just a mess. Drunks all over the place. At least three people were arrested that we've seen. There was a fight in front of us. Then the guy in front of us kept standing up so my wife couldn't see. And I'm not the... I'm the guy that is going to say something. Um, but I, I always tell my kids, if you're not getting paid, there's no reason to get in a fight unless you're protecting yourself. So it, long story short, though, I will never go there again. I, I will never do a football game in person. If it's not at, to see the Angels or the Padres or, or people, for the most part, act accordingly, I'm cool. I'd rather watch it in front of my TV and, and eat and, and be safe and keep my fist and my gun and all that stuff to myself. There are a bunch of lunatics, and I think this stuff went on before. We just there's phones and cameras everywhere, so it, it was horrible. But I will never take him back because at some point I, I think I I'm that guy that would get in a fight because it just I wouldn't start one, 
but people are they're out of control. Yeah, they're out of control. No, it's, it's a good, it's a great point. I mean, it's just a generalized environment. I think for a lot of people, it's not that family friendly in a lot of situations. You know what I mean? You got to be in a specific part of the park, and you got to kind of avoid a certain element, and that's just. I don't know. That's just not fun. I know there's a reality of the world, but like, man, when you're paying those kind of dollars and you're trying to bond with your children or your family and you got to deal with some jerk, that's not cool, man. Thanks yeah. for the call. You know what I think um, also is that, you know, it's, this is not an LA thing. This is a, this is an everywhere thing. I thought a few years ago when the 49ers moved out of candlestick and they moved down to Santa Clara and they moved into the Silicon Valley and ticket prices were completely out of control. I was like, okay, so what they're going to do is they're going to keep people out of the stadiums who can't afford to be in these stadiums. And then what's going to happen is there's going to be a more civilized crowd. And that is 1000% wrong. That is absolutely not what happened. I remember years ago, there was a, and this is like in the early days when the Niners first moved into the stadium, there was a fight in the men's room that went viral. And I was like, what is wrong with you people? You are like savage beasts. The way you treat one another. Like, I, I, listen, yeah. I'm just a peaceful dude, Clinton. You know, I just I don't yeah. go looking for problems and I and I try and avoid problems. But um I'm telling you, people are people are out of their minds right now. And I don't know if it's new or if it's just this is the way it's always been. We're just seeing it more now. Who else we got on the phones? Here's Jake in Northridge. Hey Jake, Sedano and Kaplan with Clinton Yates filling in. Talk to us, man. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Uh right on. So real quickly, look, I think the only reason this fight is, quote-unquote, the talk of the weekend from the game is obviously uneventful game, 13-6, 35 starters sitting. But, you know, fights, like you said, happen at every stadium, almost every game. I don't think it's the kind of red flag that some people are making it out to be. As someone who was at the game on Saturday, I think, you know, obviously it was a trial run for SoFi, but from my experience there, the parking, the concessions, you know, from – all of that, the staff seemed overwhelmed, underprepared, understaffed, all of that. So it would have been nice to see security show up and break that fight up earlier. So I can see that being a bad look for a first game, you know, trying to break open SoFi Stadium. But the big problem to me for Stan Kroenke is he's trying to attract people to this, you know, one-of-a-kind stadium, is that football is still more of a made-for-TV game. And L.A.-based football fans are more inclined to, you know, you got the Sunday ticket or the Red Zone channel. You can still get your dose of Rams or Chargers football while flipping through channels. And where it's the Dodger game, like it's not going to be like, okay, I'm going to the game. I want to get this experience. So I'm going to the Laker games. I want to be in Staples Center, right? Like yeah. it's not as much of a national TV type of game. Whereas like football, you can still get your dose of the game and be like, okay, well, I don't really want to be there with people throwing haymakers and <laughs> tossing beers. So. Yeah. I appreciate the call, and I think that's a good point, which is that this is an issue for the NFL, and this is kind of why I brought it up. I mean, look, I think he kind of talked himself out of his own point there, realizing that, like, you know, yeah, they might happen at every game, but, like, that's the problem. That's not the solution. You know what I mean? And, like, if the only people that feel safe at NFL games or feel desirable in terms of their ability to go to games are either the masses that are brawling or the rich people that are on the field or in the luxury boxes, that's not a good situation. You know what I mean? That kind of dichotomy in your fan base is not what you want. You know what I mean? Because that means the folks there are putting themselves at risk on a regular basis, and it means that everybody else who actually wants to watch football doesn't even dare to show up. That's not a good business model, Scott. Yeah, yeah. you know, for me, 
And listen, again, I, I've been working the sidelines of NFL games for the last like 20 years, be it on TV or radio, blah, blah, blah. Here, I'm qualifying for you. I'm putting my resume out there for you. What I'm saying is, is that if I wasn't working, I wouldn't want to go. I just happen to prefer NFL football on television, Clinton. I don't know how you feel about it, but I like the red zone. I like being able to see every game. Um, and if I want to really zone in on one game that's on network television, I can. I like being in the comfort of my own home. I just happen to like football better on TV. And then when you start telling me you got to pay 80 bucks for parking and you got to pay 15 bucks for a soda or a beer, uh, and then you got to deal with potential jerks, I'm very, very happy in a bar watching games or at my house watching games. I just think football's better on TV. I really do. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, people. there's a lot of people in the world who like football more than me, and I can understand why you want to be in the stadium. The NFL is the sport where what happens on TV versus what you see with your eyes translates the most differently. People talk about hockey all the time. Trust me, all right? I've covered hockey. I know all this. I've been a hockey fan most of my life. I still think that the sound and the speed of NFL football, especially if you're anywhere close to field level, is unparalleled in terms of the kind of things you're going to see. So the visual experience, the sort of you know feel of the stadium, it does have its effect. But now it just feels like that's not why people are going. They're not going to admire the beauty of the gridiron. They're going to get hammered and potentially get into a uh, you know a melee. It's and you know, you know the worst part of this is though is that there were like nearly seventy thousand people at SoFi Stadium on Saturday night, and there were about seven to ten people that got themselves into a fight, and it's all everybody's talking about as if sixty eight thousand other people weren't well behaved. Right. You know, I watched uh, there was a video between a Seahawks fan and a couple of Raiders fans that got into it at the Raiders Seahawks game this past weekend. This is not an LA thing. This is an everywhere thing. All right, stick around. We're coming back to your calls eight seven seven. 710 ESPN 877-710-3776 Laura Romo at U-N-E-E-Q underscore Laura's got what you need to know next we'll all find out what we need to know stick around this is Sedano and Kaplan on 710 ESPN Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too that's why you need Robert Half our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 